0: increase your efficiency 20% if you learn to do the tough things first, the ones you don't want to do.
1: Ray Zinn now imparts his management philosophy in Tough Things First. In this series, Zinn covers it all. From the essence of human happiness... If you're going to make it a consistent practice of working Saturdays, just because you think you got to work...
0: 80 hours a week to be successful, you're you're just flat out wrong.
1: To the downside of venture
0: capital. People said, well, don't sweat the small things. Well, I guarantee if you don't sweat the small things, the big
1: things are gonna become a mess. And the essence of entrepreneurial discipline. Don't wanna wait until you jump off the cliff to grab a parachute. Now here's Ray Zinn, Silicon Valley's longest serving CEO. welcome to the tough things first podcast your indispensable source for business leadership and life advice with the longest serving ceo in silicon valley i'm your guest host rob artigo and he's raised in hello ray hey rob how are you today i'm doing well and great. great it's one of my favorite days because it's a special edition of the <laughs> podcast we're doing it for your youtube channel and if uh if, if the folks out there aren't listening or watching the video already they can go to this link at your website, toughthingsfirst.com, and we will have a chance to click there and uh, and view the video. So if you haven't done that already and you want to, go ahead. It's always an option when we uh, when we do these special podcasts. So, Also hit the like button
0: too. That gives us more. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely.
1: Like all those things. Right. Yeah. Well, there's been an, a lot in the news lately about – consequences or the lack thereof for lawbreakers out out there in our society particularly in the area of shoplifting and these kind of these mob attacks on stores it's like anarchy out there and uh ray there do not appear to be any consequences
0: that's a that that is the problem because that that just encourages them to continue for example uh I remember when I was younger and, and heading off to school, and I was traveling from um, Desert Center up to uh, Las Vegas, and I was, uh, you know, trying to get to school as quick as I could, and uh, <clears throat> it was a seven hundred mile drive, and uh, and so anyway, I I was speeding, uh, I mean, I go doing like over a hundred, and uh, and so um, I got stopped. Uh, the highway patrolman stopped me, and 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 he said, uh, "Let me see your driver's license and proof of insurance and stuff like that." And which I did, and 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 I said, "Well, now why why did you stop me?" And he says, "Well, you were speeding." I said, "Well, I thought the speed limit was unlimited here in the desert. You know, I mean, <clears throat> there's no cars and there are no uh, uh, you know vehicles that were on the freeway." <clears throat> I said, "So I don't understand why 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 is it you're you're you've you've got you know stopping me for for speeding and he said well you know there's a sign that says maximum speed 70 miles an hour and you were doing 100 and uh and i said well okay uh, i understand but uh um again i just felt the sense there was no cars on the road i that i could do that he says he says these speed limit signs are for your protection and and uh if you don't obey them, and then something happens, and then I feel guilty. Uh, this is what the high patrolman said. So anyway, he wrote me up this ticket. Man, it was expensive. Back in those days, it was like three hundred dollars, like uh, hundred dollars for every t- uh, ten miles an hour. So anyway, uh, so I was in, back in in, in the fifties. Uh, that, that was a, a very a lot of money for me. So that taught me a lesson. And, and I tell you what, I don't think I've broken the speed limit since then.
1: I uh I had a similar experience and I was driving with a a permit and uh in somebody in a friend's car and we had the car loaded up we were driving from southern california to northern california after a cycling event and uh and I, the guy's speedometer was broken I was doing 90 and CHP pulled me over and he was nice and gave me a ticket for doing 65 I think in in a 55 because at the time it was the 55 only in California and so I got I lucked out but I learned a similar lesson because it was still kind of a traumatic experience being a young driver and getting pulled over and so I I learned a lesson there Uh, you know it's interesting because you see the sort of the progression of the types of crimes that are occurring. I mean, carjackings in DC are going up exponentially because people are finding out that, that they've changed laws regarding what is considered carjacking. It was used to be considered bad. Now they're saying, Hey, well, you know, it's not that bad. It's not like they're committing murder or something like that. And, and so what's troubling is the, the slow degradation of those consequences, which makes it easier for people to say, um, "I'm willing to chance it."
0: Mm-hmm. Well, because they think they're being uh, it's being unfair to them because they're they're un, underprivileged or they've had some, you know, for example, whether it's be um, uh, uh, shoplifting or or some other theft. They say, well, they needed the money, or they—it's kind of like that Jean Valjean, you know, in Les Misérables. You know, he he stole a loaf of bread because he was hungry, and and they put him in prison. So that—that's kind of the extreme. Uh, And uh, I remember uh, telling you the story about my uh, eighth-grade grandfather back in uh, 1789. Uh, He and a uh, uh, friend—he, by the way, my uh, grandfather at that point was. Forty-three years old, and he had eight children. <clears throat> and uh, this is back in Virginia, and they they stole a couple of horses, and uh, they went uh, uh, on a joyride, as you would back for horseback riding back in those days. Anyway, uh, he got uh, he got caught, and uh, and so uh, he uh, went ahead of trial. I mean, I actually read the, the transcript of the trial. It's very much like it is today. I mean, all the uh, the detail they go through, you know, they had the prosecutor and they had the, the defendant's attorney and so forth. But uh, he didn't actually have an attorney; he, he just he had the prosecutor who was presenting the material, and then he or they were presenting the evidence, and then he was responding uh, either yes or no or whatever. Anyway, he got convicted. Um, he and his, his his cohort got got convicted, and uh, he was sentenced to uh, death at, at Richmond, Virginia. Uh, and so they hung him in uh, uh, 19. Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, in, in uh, 1791, they convicted him. I mean, they hung him, um, and he had left uh, eight children at home. His brother ended up taking care of the family. But here he was. He was hung for uh, for stealing a horse, uh, and, uh, and and let alone uh, you know committing murder or something like that. You know he. He, uh, he he was, that, I thought that was, compared to today, that was pretty, ser- pretty severe punishment. But uh, you know they were trying to discourage horse uh, thievery, I guess, and uh, and so I mean that, so he paid a huge consequence for his for his uh, 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 theft, as you would. But anyway, purpose uh, uh, this podcast to talk about you know if you don't have any consequences, how are you going to change behavior? Uh, You know, for example, uh, uh, if you don't eat the right foods or you're, you know, or don't uh, get get the right amount of sleep, if there's no consequences for that, uh, then, of course, you know, you you would not change your lifestyle, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, gaining weight or or whether it be uh, lack of sleep and causing other issues. So there are consequences. Maybe they're not legal consequences in the sense of where, I mean, nobody's going to put you in jail for, for uh, the way you eat. Uh, but certainly uh, if you're not taking care of yourself, there's, there are consequences. So there, there, in order for behavior to change, you have to have consequences. And don't you think,
1: uh, don't you think it's, it, 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 it goes the other way too, that, that uh, if there aren't consequences, it changes behaviors so that they get worse. I mean, if they if they change the laws, for example, in California, where they change the shoplifting grand theft amount to nine hundred and something dollars, said if you steal nine, if you shoplift nine hundred and fifty dollars, I think that's the number, nine hundred fifty dollars today and nine hundred and fifty dollars tomorrow, they don't add those together and say that's a a total crime right. over a thousand dollars. So when you do that, then it inspires a change in behavior, which is then people think, Oh, now I have to plan what I'm doing right. uh-huh. and make sure I only take the certain amount. So you're actually, you're actually creating a negative change.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, and uh, uh, it just es- escalates as you would. And and they do that. They actually plan the amount of stuff that they steal in order to uh, uh, limit the, their the consequences as you would for, for their, for their, for their action so no i'm 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 agreeing with you i mean our our society today has totally gone berserko on, on on consequences for crime uh so you know this this is this has to change or crime is going to continue to escalate. It's not gotten better it's gotten worse um you know they've gotten rid of the uh, no bail um and uh um uh, or they've added i should say they've increased they went to no bail uh, and, and no cash bail, I guess it is. And, uh, and, 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 it's, and, th- uh, crime has just has escalated. And so, you know, we have to have a change in, in, in our consequences when in, in this society, or, um, we're, things are just going to continue to compound and get worse.
1: Well, I, really quick, and it, I want to cover two things really quick with you to end this out. First of all, I, I, I would argue that there's, corruption in government and in business that can occur mm-hmm. among the powerful who have influence to avoid consequences don't you think
0: sure absolutely um you know that's that's the other problem in fact we're going to talk about that a little later on uh, another podcast uh so uh you know this at the interpretation of the law is, is the other problem if if we don't have the proper interpretation of the law then of course uh, this is going to breed more and more bad behavior
1: yeah and uh you know i said there were two things but uh, frankly i can't remember what the second one was now um but uh you know it, oh, oh i was going to ask you does does what's happening with the no consequences society right now affect our abilities in the uh, as entrepreneurs as business operators and it if does it affect our our businesses even if we're not in retail
0: i mean as far as like coming into work late or well
1: no i mean if well yeah i mean we could we could go there but i think that in in, to keep us in in our time frame here is is the um the no consequences for you know crime and costs and things like that that are associated with with crime in society it does that impact uh, uh, you know businesses in general even if they're not in retail
0: uh i'm trying to think of an example you have an example that you that you can think of rob
1: well yeah i mean if you look at what we've seen um the cost of goods have gone up the cost of everything has gone up and partly there's a there's an inflation aspect of this that is uh the consequence of allowing people steal everything so then the everything that we are paying for becomes more expensive and that oh. goes on your balance sheet so you're saying
0: because we're kind of we're justifying stealing because of inflation um, and that does hurt businesses is that, is that what you're referring to
1: but no I'm, I'm talking about because we're paying more for goods it's coming onto our balance sheets and we're having to spend more of our company's money to buy the things we need because, uh, and that's a consequence of the crime that's going on out there. Oh, I see. So, mean- that, so an aspect of inflation yeah. is the crime inflation. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Okay. That, that, that impacting the cost of goods. Certainly. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and we know in certain cities, these, some of these stores are closing down and moving out of the cities because they're the danger to their employees um, and they can't, you know, some of them can't even resist uh, the um, the th- thievery. I remember hearing one time um, this person called nine one one to report that there was a theft going on in her in the store, and, and and she was suspended. Now she got her job back, but she was suspended for for contacting uh, uh, the police, uh, and uh, because they, they, they their store policy is is don't interfere, just let them do it. Well. All they're doing is is just adding to the cost of the goods that you and I have to buy by uh, by let, letting thievery actually um, occur, uh, and then again it, it encourages bad behavior, and it won't stop until the consequences become severe enough that this bad behavior will will stop.
1: Yeah, and and we know that because if it <laughs> if it affects the bottom line of corporations and they have to close sor- stores so their revenue drops, that affects the stock market. So it has a ripple effect. Uh, anyway, great conversation, Ray. I do think there's a lot to this story and we're gonna continue to be able to follow this this topic of no consequences to see if it changes in the near future. Who knows? I'm not uh, really optimistic, but I mean, I, I'm generally optimistic, but I'm not really optimistic about that right now.
0: Yeah. I'm hopeful it will change. I'm. I'm... I'm hopeful that the that the public will will see now, because uh, it's going to hit them in their pocketbook, or or their family members are going to go to jail if they don't change this behavior.
1: I think so. I agree. As always, you can reach out to Ray Zen with your questions at toughthingsfirst.com. dot com. Continue your education and the conversation with all the podcasts, blogs, and links to information about Ray's books, Tough Things First, and the Zen of zen series the zen the zen of zen series i put two n's on zen so that confused me the zen of zen series one two and three good books thanks ray thank you rob you've been listening to tough things first candid talk with silicon valley's longest serving ceo Ray Zinn. Drop by the contact page at toughthingsfirst.com for more about the book, more podcasts, and links to Ray's Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn pages to keep up with Ray Zinn's wisdom daily.